This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every single morning at 8 a.m. But Sundays, I'm trying to take Sundays off. So apologies that there was no show yesterday. But I think it's, you know, it's a good thing to try and take one day off at least a week. Uh, so I hope that you've forgiven me for that. That said, we did do a show yesterday, which means I kind of got to start off the show with a little bit of a moan. Um... Because yesterday we did a show with Shaheen and Lev from the Arsenal Lounge, uh, two good friends of mine who have very differing opinions to me on a lot of topics, which is why I kind of appreciate the conversations because it opens up a different kind of, you know, conversation around the club that I enjoy. I like having back and forth. I like discussing topics that I don't agree with on certain things with people. And uh, it was a real shame because some of the comments um, from the video, people saying, you know, they they switched off early or, you know, that they were quite insulting towards the guests. I found that a bit hard to take because, you know, I thought we'd built a bit of a community that was more open to differing opinions. I mean, if you're getting, if it gets to the point where you've left a comment on a show that says you've had to turn off, one, you've not watched the entire show, so you've not even given it the chance to know whether or not they, you know, have changed your mind or anything else. And... Also, like this, the whole point of this channel was always to open up differing opinions, to be grounded, to be fair. And it might be that other people come on the channel with a different point of view to me. But the point is that you, if you disagree, leave a comment explaining why you disagree. Leave a comment explaining why you think they are wrong and that you have an opinion that you think is right. Just don't You don't have to go into the comment section and go, don't like these guys or don't agree with these views. Tell me why. That's what I'm interested in. That's what the whole point of an open conversation is. So that was a bit of a frustration for me. But there were still some really nice comments as well, which I know that Shane and Lev would have very much appreciated. Anyway, there's my little morning moan on a Monday out of the way. Uh, do drop a like on the video if you enjoy the daily content and being updated on all of the latest Arsenal transfer news. It is very much appreciated. And subscribe to keep up to date with everything as well. We're doing tactical breakdowns throughout this week. We've got another podcast planned on Wednesday for you guys. I'm sure you'll very much enjoy um but without further ado let's say good morning to people in the chat box hope you're doing good and well let's say good morning to simon getting in there first matt g uh triple a good morning guys king olu nikolai anthony marcus hope you're doing good and well des ian jose uh leopold good morning guys perez damien colin answer hope you're all doing well paul uh colin uh trevor 
We've got uh, Harvey and Stevie and Dellen and Bracket Busters. Uh, good morning, guys. Hope you all do well. And everybody else that's joining us as well. I'm sorry I can't say morning to everybody in the chat. And thank you to Will uh, for becoming a brand new member of the channel. I'm sure the chat box are welcoming you into the TGT family. Thank you so much for helping support the channel. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, let's kick on with our first story. And wishing Nottingham Forest a massive congratulations on their promotion to the Premier League. I'd lived for three years in Nottingham, so uh, I do have my affiliations to uh, the city of Nottingham and know a lot of uh, friends up there who are going to be over the moon that Nottingham Forest have got promoted to the Premier League. Arsenal perspective-wise, we've not had all that good luck going to Nottingham Forest. In fact, I've been to the game where I think it was five, six years ago, Per Metazaka's one of his last games for Arsenal. And we got knocked out of the FA Cup, of course, earlier this season. Knocked out of the FA Cup again at the City Ground. Um, but I'm happy that they're there. I'm happy that they've come up because I'm looking forward to uh, going to another away day in Nottingham. So much appreciated. However, what I would say is that Jed Spence's tweet... I know it's a tweet that's tongue-in-cheek and it's poking fun at a manager that didn't give him an opportunity and a chance. But I, I don't know what it is about these types of tweets that I'm just not fans of. Um, I'm just not a fan of it. Um, the first thing that kind of tweeting after winning a playoff final going for a former manager, I'm not sure it's the type of mentality that Mikel Arteta would necessarily want at the club either. I wasn't a big fan of seeing that tweet. And the irony is that he's not even a Premier League player yet because he'll go back to Middlesbrough, who weren't promoted. Um, of course, didn't I think didn't even make the playoffs in the end. And uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of interest. Spurs are said to be very interested in Jed Spence. £15 million is supposedly what he would cost. Maybe he's perfect for Spurs or <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, not, not a fan. Anyway, moving to more Arsenal-related stuff. And Burton Leno may struggle to move on to Benfica, who are the number one team interested in the German goalkeeper. Arsenal's asking price is £8.5 million, which is about €10 million. Euros, and Benfica are said to struggle to be able to pay that a big of a fee for Leno. There are a lot of uh, German clubs also interested in him too. We'll see what happens. It is expected that Leno will move on with Arsenal having already signed the replacement in Matt Turner. But uh, yeah, Benfica may struggle to reach the £8.5 million asking price. Now, uh, on Sunday, a story broke regarding William Saliba that we did cover um we covered in terms of the, the blog in Football London, but we haven't covered it in terms of the channel because I wasn't on on Sunday to talk about it. But very frustratingly, uh, further reports coming out from different sections of the French media claiming that Marseille have been encouraged by Saliba, that he definitely wants to stay in Marseille. He doesn't want to come back to Arsenal and play second fiddle. It's still going to be one of those stories that until we hear from him or from the club or from a new contract, that he is going to be going back and forth about the Marseille and Arsenal situation. We just need to get clarification from him and from the club. Hopefully, we'll get that soon. Because <clears throat> the club definitely need it. We need to get the clarification on Saliba. Um, and it's interesting seeing some links to centre-backs, which we'll talk about shortly as well. Uh, now, Hector Bellerin may struggle to return to Real Betis because Betis need to ensure that they recover around €25 million, Euros, according to AS in Spain. Uh, by the end of June. And if Arsenal are asking for around 10 million euros, it means that Betis would have to recover 35 million euros. Danny Ceballos is another target of them as well. And they would have to buy him off Real Madrid. So 
I'm not sure what's going to happen with uh, Hector Bellerin, but what we do know is that Roma have supposedly registered an interest in taking Hector Bellerin next season. It's not worked out if Ainsley Maitland-Niles in a full-back role and Jose Mourinho is considering a deal possible for Hector Bellerin. But Betis are always going to be the favourites. Bellerin really wants to go back there. He's hoping that a deal can be sorted out between the two teams. But Arsenal also need to secure themselves a good financial kind of incentive to be able to do this deal. And if Betis aren't able to do it, they need to find someone else that is. Or Bellerin's going to end up staying in London next season. I hope that we can sort out a deal for him, but it's proven to be a bit tricky with Betis' financial situation being so up and down. Now, Bayern Munich have turned around to Serge Gnabry and said that they have to have an answer very soon on the latest deal. Supposedly, he has still not answered the 19 million euro contract offer that is on the table for him. Uh, it has obviously been up in the air about what his future would be. Real Madrid are said to have no plans regarding a winger, and that would leave the door open for Arsenal to go in for him if they wanted him. But we're still waiting to see whether or not Gnabry will commit his future or has decided to move on from the German champions. I'm hoping and praying and putting everything into any kind of wishful thinking that we might see Gnabry back at Arsenal next season. It still seems a very, very unlikely deal to get done, but it will require him to have turned down this deal and for Arsenal, of course, to make their interest known and formally bid for the player. We'll be keeping you up to date with this story. We'll obviously do a tactical breakdown if the links persist and increase in intensity. I hope for one that this is going to happen, but I would not be putting any money down on it happening. So it's, uh, it's certainly a wishful thinking type of transfer scenario is Serge Gnabry. Uh, now, Gabriel Magalhaes, our defender, has been speaking rather amusingly about Gabriel uh, Jesus. Both of them are playing, of course, together uh, in the Brazilian national side. He was speaking in which he said, we joke around in the dressing room, but there's nothing certain. Of course, he's a quality player. And if he goes to Arsenal, he would help us a lot. Agent Gabriel doing all the good work we need him to regarding Gabriel Jesus. Keep on plugging away, sir, and uh, do all you can to convince Gabriel Jesus that Arsenal is indeed the right place to come because I would be over the moon to see a player of his quality join the club this summer. Um, but Gabriel Magalash doing all the good work there in the press conferences. Now, I said we'd be talking about centre-backs and I wasn't lying. Uh, Clement Longley is said to be available from Barcelona this summer and Arsenal are being credited as one of the interested parties along with a number of Premier League sides and other teams in France and Spain. I do not want Clement Lenglet uh, at Arsenal. I think he's the type of player that would cost a certain figure that you pay for more of a starting centre-back. He's got too many uh, errors in his game and he's just not pushed on from when he left Sevilla to move to Barcelona. He was very, very highly rated when he was younger, playing in France, went to Sevilla, um, pushed on even further, but just has not worked out uh, at Barca. Would certainly be a competitor for Gabriel if he was to join, but I just don't think he's the right player by any shape or form. But it did spark the idea of asking you guys in the chat box about your thoughts on the centre-back position this summer. I asked the question for the uh, for the chat box, is the centre-back position an area that you think is a necessity to strengthen in the summer, assuming so that Saliba remains? And 24% of you only have said yes. 76% of you have said no. I'm not surprised by that. What I would say is that I would be open to seeing a signing on the lines of a Kaladu Kulabali, um, you know, someone more experienced to come into the defence and marshal them, give them that, you know, that guiding presence, the leadership that we may need in that position. Because we've got three very young players in Saliba, Gabriel 
and Ben White. We've obviously got Rob Holding there, but he's not of a level that I would want being the most experienced player of the four. So I have more of an openness to the idea of bringing in someone like that, but certainly not Clement Longley. Not one that I don't think would be the right one. Uh, moving on to one of our primary stories of the day, and that is Fabian Ruiz. Now, Fabian Ruiz has been linked to Arsenal, was linked to Arsenal ahead of of the summer window opening a fair few weeks ago. It was said that he might be available for as little as £16 million. Now, he has now just recently rejected a new contract offer from Napoli. Really good, strong central midfielder. Not the quickest. Certainly not the quickest by any means. Very similar to Xhaka in terms of kind of profile, but he is better than Xhaka in almost every single area. Better passer, better defender of the ball, better progressor of the ball. I just think he's a serious upgrade on Granit Xhaka if we were to go and get someone like him. That said, his form did dip towards the end of last season. A really strong first two-thirds of the campaign, but certainly the last third of the season did dip in terms of form. Perhaps that was to do with the contract situation and kind of how uncertain it was, similar to how Tielemans has also seen a dip in his form this season. But I, I mean, £16 million pounds, uh, for Fabian Ruiz, I think, is an absolute bargain. When you consider... The idea that we'd go for someone like Hussein Mawar, I'm just not a big fan of for 12.6 when someone like Fabian Ruiz is supposedly available for 16 million quid. It's an absolute no-brainer for me to go for someone like him. I hope that it's, um, it's, I hope it's a player that we move for. We'll have to wait and see. We've been linked to him and he's recently now turned down this contract, leaving the door open to a potential signing this summer. And that completes all of today's stories. Not massive amounts to discuss, but it does mean that we get to put some more time into you guys and the chat box. So if you have indeed got any questions that you'd like to see come into the chat box and be answered, start throwing them in there now. I know that some of you are very tactful with this. You get them typed up, copied and pasted in there. As soon as I talk about questions, smashing them into the chat box. So much appreciate that. If you have indeed uh, dropped a like on the video, thank you. If you haven't, please make sure that you do and subscribe to make sure you're seeing all of these videos come up in your subscription boxes every morning, Monday to Saturday at 8 a.m. Let's jump to the chat after this short break and to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's have a look. Jez says, 700 of you watching and only 30 likes. Come on, everyone. Let's get that number up indeed. Thank you, everyone that's joining us. But please, it really does help us out if you do just click one, one button. Now, think about how many times you click your phone every day. Thousands. I'm just asking for one more. Just one more. Um, please, sir. <laughs> Zach says, question, what's your take on the Paqueta link? So we're looking to make a bid for him. I did see them. I didn't see them... Strong enough that I wanted to put them in the, the slideshow. If that obviously it increases, we'll talk about it more in tomorrow's show. But look, he's a fantastic midfielder slash attacking midfielder slash forward. He can play so many different roles, can Lucas Paqueta. If it was him to be coming into the team, I think he's a great option for us, certainly to compete with someone like Erdegaard, but also to play with Erdegaard, maybe even play with uh, even kind of as a false nine if we wanted him to. He's very versatile and very, very good. So I would like to see it happen, but I don't see it as a realistic link right now maybe that will change in the coming week uh let's go to guna jake who says tom i think you should cover the uh the tempered verdict reading live just to boost the subs i'm not a legal expert jake so i wouldn't even dare go into anything like that just just not there i have been watching a fair few clips of it it's rather entertaining but uh no i've not uh, i'm not going to be covering that whatsoever 
Um, so, so Joe go so slow. Thanks for making your name so easy to say. Says, I think we need a backup cam. What profile would you want to see come to Arsenal? Um, I want to see someone that's quite similar to Erdegaard, um, to be honest. Someone who's, you know, creative. Someone who's got great vision, good eye for a pass, good on the ball, technical ability. Because if Erdegaard's not available, I like having like-for-like like switches so that you don't have to change your system all that much, especially to positions like number eight. You don't have to change too much about the way you play. It can be really damaging, which is something that we've talked about, the striker position. I get the idea of wanting a contrasting forward. It's something I've even advocated on the show. But, you know, I have come to a bit of a realisation that perhaps having two strikers that are quite similar would be better if we had to rotate and change the system that we play. Now, that's not to say that we couldn't have, say, someone coming off the bench of a plan B style of forward. Maybe we can bring in a young potential plan B kind of option to give us something. Maybe Mika Bireth gets an opportunity on the bench next season as more of an aerial presence in the box for us. But I think having like for like, you know, players are, aren't, isn't the worst thing in the world because it means you don't have to change too much about the way that you play when you rotate the players. Um, let's go to Dylan, says Tom. Did you see the amazing refereeing performance on show in the playoff yesterday? Some clear yellow card challenges not given and some serious penalty shouts. Standard Jonathan Moss. Well, you don't have to worry about him anymore, Dylan, because he's retiring. Now that is his last game of his career. So thankfully, we won't have to worry about uh, good old Moss uh, <laughs> ruining any games. We'll just have to worry about the others ruining all the games rather frustratingly. Emily says, I'm so tired of this Saliba situation. What about Tapsoba or Indica? Uh, yeah, me too, Emily. I'm not I'm not going to lie. The Saliba situation is tiring. It's frustrating. It's monotonous and kind of metronomic right now. I'd rather see us just get this sorted out. Either he tells us that he wants to stay or the club tell him that they want him to stay and then a, a decision's made and then we, we deal with what comes next. We just need clarity as a fan base really to kind of put this story to bed. But yep, Tapsoba and Dika, two good players in the Bundesliga that have done very well. And Dika in particular is as impressed for Frankfurt. Not really sure how Tapsoba's got on this season. We did a big piece on him last summer when we were linked to him before, but I haven't kept up with him. But Dika, I'm aware of, has done very well indeed. Hamza says, do you think there's any threat we will sell Saka in the next two years? If we miss out on Champions League football each year, there's always the possibility that he would want to search out Champions League football. So we've got to be careful about that. Uh, Abbo says, Arsenal need to go for Mane. Last year of his contract, 25 million offer for Liverpool, offering 250k a week. Imagine Mane, Gnabry and Tielemans, Basuma, Hickey. Do it, Arsenal. Um, yeah, you're, you're dreaming, mate. <laughs> you're dreaming. Rich says, Tom, do you think getting a centre mid like Tielemans or Ruiz would be more important than getting a winger like Gnabry as good as he is? Hmm, it's a good question, Rich. Uh, I think in terms of priorities, central midfield is above wide forwards, but you know, the priority is to get both. We we absolutely need to get both um, for me. We, we need a wide forward and we need a central midfielder. That is what we need. Uh, Benji says, since we're extending Eddie, I'd consider Paqueta or Skamaka along with Jesus. Something about Ozymen screams injury prone. I'm not think, I don't think that's fair. He suffered with a facial injury, which is not something you describe as injury for, uh, prone for a long time. I don't think you need to worry about him being too injury prone. But there are issues with his past. I get that but it was a facial injury that kept him out of much of last season, which I'm not sure is fair to pin on him as a, a reason not to sign him, in fairness. Uh, Oli says, Paul Tierney, who gave the dreadful penalty against Spurs, was on VAR yesterday and ignored two clear penalty shouts. No consistency, no accountability. Absolutely. Um, Daniel says, Terry on Football Terrace is saying, Kane to replace Mane at Liverpool. What's your thoughts on that? I'd be shocked if that happened. Um, I don't see that happening. Um, 
yeah, it would be a mental deal if it did. But no, I don't see that happening whatsoever. So Coop says, we need three or four players going into our first 11. That is the next step we need. How about Basuma Tillemans, Jesus Gakpo and Hickey? If that was the players that we were signing in the summer, I'd be very, very happy with them. But I do think we would need another forward, um, arguably on top of Jesus and Gakpo. But look, if it was those five players to come into the team, I think that's a, a very, very good summer tra uh, transfer window. Uh, Rahil says, today is Eddie Nketiah's birthday. Are we getting a new contract extension? Well, what we have found is what Arsenal do like to announce their news at 9am, which is obviously just after this show finishes. But uh, if we do see any news on a new contract, we saw it with Arteta's contract, we saw it on Eni's contract, it usually drops at 9. So if you don't see anything before then or after then, maybe we'll be waiting for tomorrow. Uh, where it says Nottingham Forest, one more team bigger than Spurs in the Premier League. Great comment. Uh, let's go to Rahil, who says, Oh, no, we've got that one. Uh, King says, Is there any Saliba, any news on the Saliba situation? Arteta has already said that he is coming back. So as long as Saliba has not said anything else, surely it's just BS from France doing everything to keep him. Maybe it is. Uh, we've not seen particularly reliable information come from France on this topic of late. And it is you know, always being hyped up and in particular, Get French Football News, as we know, do publish a lot of Arsenal related stuff because it is very popular um, and getting any kind of news out there. The, the source for the news that dropped over the weekend was not a source that I'd seen used reliably in the past. Not saying that they're not reliable, but not someone I've seen referenced all that much. It did seem a little bit like, you know, there was an opportunity to create a little bit of something around it but i i don't buy into it all that much at the moment uh lewis says if we get ganabri do you think saka can play at cam might lack the same vision but think he'd get he'd be great or get a second midfielder to push telemans into cam and to rest odegaard i think the ganabri can play with saka can play instead of saka can play uh, as a striker people get very attached to the idea of saka playing every single game and in every single same position we need to look at the Manchester Cities and Liverpool this world and realise that, you know, Diaz, Grealish, Foden, Mares, um, but even Bernardo Silva, players like even Salah at times, Firmino, they get dropped. You know, they get rotated. They get put on the bench for certain games. That can happen. If you've got the strength in depth, you can rotate, you can change. It doesn't mean that you have to play them all the time. And I think that Saka's versatility makes, and, Sa and Gnabry's as well, to be fair, either three, all, all both of them can play across uh, the front three. I don't see why you couldn't do that with both of them. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a very feasible thing to see them play together, but we need to get not bogged down in the idea of what happens to this player if we sign this player? You need to be ruthless in the market if we want to go places. So we need to make signings um, that's going to be to the benefit of the club. Uh, Dave says, are we happy pursuing a Man City style of play, possession-based, rather than a Liverpool all-out attack? Um, yes, I think so. I think Arsenal's style, heritage, um, just being represents that of more of possession-based, good-looking football, um, dominant performance. I would rather that style. I think it's it's better. I think it's it shows more defensive solidity and we need to add and prove to that as well. But we have improved our defence. You know, 12 clean sheets last season is, is representative of that. The number of goals we conceded is still a concern. I think that is pointed towards the young team that when we do concede, you know, we tend to concede multiple times. But if we're able to shut teams out, which we did very well for 12 times in the Premier League last campaign, which is our most since 16, 17, you know, it's, it shows that progression in the defence. It shows we're improving. And we lost so many key players at certain points throughout the campaign, Tierney, Tommy Asu in particular, 
Partey, of course, too, that really did harm our defensive record throughout the end of the season and cost us top four, ultimately, as well. Paul says, do we need a new right-back and new left-back, or would you take a two-footed? I would have a two-footed option like Hickey. I think that's good. We've got Tavares. You know, I don't think he's done. I think he's still got a chance. We've got Brook Norton Cuffey coming through. I think adding just the one versatile fullback actually gives us more wiggle room with the players that we've already got here. And also in terms of investment into other positions in the transfer window. A uh, guy says, do you realistically think that Nketiah would have signed a new contract if the club's plan was to still sign two strikers? Realistically, probably not, Guy, but I'm still looking at Arsenal to bring in two forwards. I'm not getting too married to the idea of them both being strikers. For me, I want them to be forwards, one being a striker, a Gabriel Jesus, who in fairness can play in a wide area and then more of a wide forward who has the capacity to play in the middle like a, a Cody Gakpo as, as a possible example of one of those. That's what I'm. my expectation and my hope and ambition is for this January, for this summer. I keep saying January, for this summer transfer window. Uh, Nikan Yezi says, uh, Tom, are Arsenal really interested in bringing in Gnabry uh, or is it just the fans who want to see him? Arsenal have an interest in him. This has been confirmed, but it's whether or not they'll act upon that interest. There's an interest from Arsenal. That was confirmed by Christian Falkat uh, at Sport Build in Germany. If you consider that a reliable source, then... You know, that's the information that where it's come from. So I think that there is a chance, but I wouldn't be betting any significant amount of money on that kind of deal happening. Uh, Hector says, could Smith throw a Bernardo Silva type player in the future? Uh, could he become kind of that style of player I want to see him play? Sure. I think there is potential. He's versatile. He can play wide. He can play central. I think he can play that deeper or if he was developed a bit more there, but his form did drop off considerably towards the end of last season. Yugang um, says, seems Arsenal doesn't learn from its mistakes. Still no concert link for a solid centre mid. I disagree with you, Yugang. We've seen a significantly strong link to Yuri Tillemans and we've seen strong links to a number of fullbacks such as Nahua Molina, Aaron Hickey, um, Matthias Oliveira, who's now moving to Napoli. Uh, DeMarco at Inter Milan has also been linked. So I do disagree with you, Yugang. Um, I think that we have seen significant links to both centre midfield and fullback positions. Uh, Anthony says, when is Tini set to return? For the start of next season is the aim. Uh, whether or not he is fit by that point, we don't know. But that is the aim for what we, for what Arsenal want to see him back for. Uh, the Robots will let you, says, Tom, do you ever see us challenging for the title under these owners and the strategy that we've seen from them for years now? Um realistically, it's very difficult to see Arsenal challenging for the title whilst, you know, Man City and Liverpool are at the level that they are. If Arsenal continue to spend like they did last summer, then yeah, I can see it because, you know, we spent £150 million more than any other team on players last summer. If that form continues and we continue to spend at a level that is, you know, competitive with those teams, then yes, I do. But it needs to be done consistently, it needs to be done successfully, and it needs to be done over the long term, not just these kind of short spurts of spending big money in certain windows. We need to make sure that we're doing that, you know, consistently, which is always going to be the big question. Um, let's go to Brent, who says, thoughts on bringing in Foster to mentor Ramsdale and Turner? Uh, I am open to the idea of us bringing in an experienced goalkeeper. I suggested Tim Krull, who, you know, has only got, I think, a year left on his deal, maybe even less than that with, with Norwich. I think there is options out there for experienced goalkeepers that could come in to be a third choice. I think it's a position that maybe we are leaning too heavily on Artur Okonkwo for. I think we need to look at someone who could come in. Um, who that is, I don't know. Is it Foster? Maybe. Is it uh, Tim Krull? Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. 
Um, but as, yeah, I, I don't think Foster would be happy being a third choice goalkeeper, to be fair. I don't think he's of that point in his career. I think he's good enough to still play for a lower end of the Premier League, high end of the Championship club, to be fair. Uh, Samia says, Tom, do you think we desperately need a physically imposing and fast striker? Fast? No. I think speed in terms of strikers is something that is wildly overrated because of video games, typically. Especially the way that Arsenal play. We don't play the style that leads to strong counter-attacks. We don't play the style that leads to playing strikers in behind. Although often our main style of creating chances to use the wide areas and then to get those low-driven balls into the box or those incisive passes through the lines when we're in and outside the box, which we need strikers with good finishing. That's the main quality that we need to look for in strikers is their ability to finish, their movement and their creativity. We need players that can link up the play as well. So fast, no. Physically imposing, I think we maybe need to add more of that to the team, especially in the box, but it's not necessarily a necessity for me. I want to see someone who's clinical, someone with good movement uh, and someone that, you know, just links in well with what we've already got at the club um, in terms of, you know, the players that we have and that meshes the best with the players that we have as well. A couple more questions before we wrap up. Marcus says, so Liverpool's quadruple ends up a cup double, which we did in 93 with far worse players. Oh, and not scoring in any of the three finals. So are they that great in big games? They've won the Champions League. You know, they've won plenty of cup competitions. They are certainly capable of winning big, big games, but you can't win them all. You know, and they came up against a very, very good Real Madrid side in the end. That Real Madrid team is, is in my view, probably the best in Europe this season. Smashed La Liga. I've got the best player in the world, in my view, right now in Karim Benzema and some of the best young players in the world too. They've got the best midfield, Casemiro, Modric and Cruz. You don't get much better than that. And they just look ageless despite how old they actually are. So I think they're a deserved winner of the competition um, and deserve, you know, everything that they, all the plaudits that they're getting for it as well. Uh, let's go to Salm, who says, uh, I would buy Lewis Dunk as an English replacement for holding at centre-back. Depending on his contract, Brighton do tend to ask for a lot of money for their defenders. I remember they turned down a 40 million bid from Leicester for Lewis Dunk. So who we would end up getting from there, what price it would cost, I don't I don't know. Um, but it would cost quite significantly, I think. Uh, let's see if we missed any decent questions before we wrap up. Pepper says, I know we spent the most of last summer, but how much do you think that crop of players we bought are worth now? Wow, Ramsdale's worth more. Erdegaard's worth more. Tommy Asu's worth more. Ben White was bought for a figure that he has to kind of reach. That was certainly more of a potential signing where you had to pay that figure to get in an English centre-back of that age from another Premier League team. So I don't think you'd get more than more than 50 mil. I think, you know, that value is there as kind of a bit of a target right now. That's just what you had to pay to get him. Um, who else was there? Tavares. I mean, Tavares was bought for seven odd million quid. He's got Premier League experience now and he's under a long-term contract. Even though he had some really poor games, he had some very good ones in the first half of the season as well. I think he'd go for more than seven million. Lukonga, I think probably around the same price. So, you know, we've certainly those players, Pepper, are worth more on the whole uh, that we play, we paid for them during that summer window. If I was to put an estimate on that group of six players, you'd be looking upwards, I think, of, uh, of 200 million as a collective. When we spent 150 million on them, I think as a collective, they're worth over the 200 million mark now. So I think we've made some good investments in those positions. Uh, let's go to Addo, who says, Morning, Tom. I think we can challenge for the title, even with City and Liverpool. We need United, Chelsea and Arsenal to improve so that we can take points from one another. It's a really good point to bring up. You know, at the moment, Liverpool and City blitz the league by beating everybody. The best, best chance that Arsenal have is, 
you know, other teams getting better, still being able to beat those teams and City and Liverpool dropping points to those sides. Also, the age of certain players in their sides, Van Dijk, Mane, Salah, you know, they're not getting any younger and Mane looks like he could be moving on. Uh, Manchester City as well, you know, you've got players there that are also of the older end of the spectrum, Gundogan, De Bruyne. They've already lost Aguero, of course, they could be losing Jesus, but they are bringing in quality in Haaland. So it's it's never going to be easy. Never, ever, ever going to be easy. It's going to require consistently good decision-making and it's going to be requiring significant investment to be competing with those types of teams. Uh, Manu says, shout for the most exciting under-23 showing in Europe. Wow. I mean, Arsenal's under-23s are very, very good. Manchester City's are very, very good. Chelsea are also very, very good. Um, but I don't know my European under-23s. Barcelona have had some great talents come through recently. Um, La Masia certainly turning things around compared to the last decade. Uh, really have started to turn things around there. So you maybe have a look at, at someone like that. French clubs, of course, have always been really good at producing young talent. Italy have a bit of a problem right now with their youth production. It's not looking as exciting uh, as certainly plenty of other countries like France and England. Uh, even Germany, I look towards Germany, I'm thinking at what players are coming through. You know, you've got the likes of Musiala, etc. Um, but beyond that, uh, I think there may be a little bit of a, a dip for Germany too right now. But certainly England and France, very, very much impressing right now. Belgium have also got some really exciting youngsters too, to be fair, Manu. Um, we are going to absolutely wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We will be live on the Arsenal way at 10 a.m., so just over an, under an hour and a half's time. If you aren't subscribed to the Arsenal way already and joining us at 10 a.m. every day on top of this show, make sure you click the link in the description. It will take you to my link tree and you can find the Arsenal way from there. Thank you to everybody that's joined us today. Hopefully there'll be another show for you uh, this afternoon. Not sure what, but hopefully there will be another. But obviously I'll join you tomorrow morning as per to bring you all the latest Arsenal news and updates. Subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here and turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.